Hey, Brunch Nation, Dyke Michaels here, and I want to talk to you guys about Owsley CBD. This is a wonderful product that I've been using, CBD locally sourced, that um, really just relaxes you and it is good for a million different things. And one of the products that I'm very excited personally to tell you about is this Delta 8 THC. Delta 8, it's basically legal weed. It gets you high. It makes you feel great. And uh, for people like me that have a lot of anxiety, I can't smoke weed because it gives me way too much anxiety. But this Delta 8 is perfect. It's just like a nice, relaxing buzz that just uh, really helps me get through the day. It makes me feel great. And the people at Owsley, they're wonderful. They aren't like uh, other CBD retail companies. They focus on whole body wellness, proper education for their clients to ensure the most positive uh, results possible. When I go in there, I talk to Crystal. She's my girl. I go in there. She knows me. She knows what I want. She knows the products that I like. She's very helpful. They're a wonderful company. And I want to tell you, located right downtown at the corner of uh, Virginia and Fletcher, it's where you want to go. They got two other places. They're up north in... uh, uh, the, the north side and Carmel, and they have a place down in Greenwood. So wherever you're at in Indianapolis, they're very close to you. Go check out Owsley CBD today and tell them Harder Brunch sent you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm super hyped. I'm really hyped. lot of intro before the intro saddest thing about that song is 1999 supposed to be the far future yeah. <laughs> that was my distant exactly. distant future hi and welcome to the harder brunch podcast i'm your host dyke michaels with me for the last time oh because he's getting fired i didn't know that chris king <laughs> hello <laughs> the sauce boss of indianapolis zach roan was this not your last one no oh. i don't know we literally we had, <laughs> you know what's funny is we spent an hour multiple hours hanging out and and we wait till we're recording to say you're fucking fired. I feel like, <laughs> and then do something. Like go into a job and like, hey, listen, I know you're a, you're an accountant. I'm gonna fire you today, but I need you to really do some really good accounting. I feel like it hours. just hurts too much to talk about. You know, well, they talk about it after, right, Zach? You don't yeah. want to like say something hurtful and then record it, right? Like, now, please finish your shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please finish out your last you podcast with dignity. <laughs> you're fired. Fired from McDonald's. You still have to work for another eight hours. I'm sure you won't put your finger in all of the burgers. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's what this podcast is going to be, me putting my finger in all of the burgers. Better than something else. <laughs> and a very special guest with us in studio, uh, bartender extraordinaire, Heather Storms. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I never know how to introduce you. I'm like, she's a, like a bartender, but more. And I feel, <laughs> so like, I feel, like, bar- and I feel like mixologist kind of like now has yes. a connotation yes. to it. My official title at my uh, new job is beverage director, which I'm Ooh, really yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds, sounds kind of fancy. Yeah, that sounds way better than what you said. Let's, I would say bar czar. 
That's is what ooh, I that's said. Funny. I feel like you're the bar czar of Indianapolis, not like even a place. Oh my gosh! I would put you as bar czar. We know a lot of people that would contend. Yeah. For Barzar. I would I would take you over as Barzar of Thank all those you. people. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> Beverage director definitely has some, like, grown ass to it. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've been doing this for a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. You definitely are invested in a 401k. Yeah, uh, through my husband, clearly, because the service industry does not <laughs> offer such benefits. But yeah, you're adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the program. Uh, we wanted you here on Chris's last day in case he threw a tantrum. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't make a scene at the table. <laughs> Actually, Chris is so good at HR that he uh, he he's, he is leaving the show temporarily, and yeah. so we leave the door open. But he's so good at HR that he's replaced himself with two people of color and a bisexual woman. Because <laughs> that's, that's what we, we say: one white out. Yeah, <laughs> three goods in. <laughs> that is the HR policy that, that Harvard has always had. He said, "He said this show needs more diversity. I will step aside. Yeah, so we can be more inclusive. Doing so. the noble white man thing. That's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you for making it about you, Chris. I, <laughs> I don't think you guys realize the voice that I brought to you by taking away my own very white voice. I think we should just make it today. Yeah, we'll just be Chris King Day every year. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. oh my God! God damn it! We can make King K. Right. That's, that's fine. We, we gather here to honor all the noble white sacrifices, Chris <laughs> King Day." <laughs> God bless them. Uh, I got to tell you, Heather, I had a lot of fun. I was very excited that you were coming on this program because you're a person that likes to be extra when it comes to this sort of stuff. And I love to be extra when it comes to this sort of stuff. So we came up with uh, decades, I guess, is the theme. And uh, I was very excited because uh, on the cocktail side, you nailed it. Thank you. (laughs) They Um, were amazing. And uh, I don't know how we want to do. We want to talk about cocktails first. We want to talk about food first. I would like or one of each. Uh, yeah, let's do. We'll start high okay. with the cocktails, and then we'll talk about food, <laughs> which is the opposite of high. You so, know what I'm saying? So now, did you know this was the theme? No, I thought it was a uh, hat. <laughs> I thought the theme was hats. Okay. A lot of thing hats. A lot of things had hats. There were various tops. Yeah. There were. Heather gets it. There were various tops. Not on the cocktails. I didn't know how that worked out. It's like, oh, apparently this is what a guy with this type of hat would drink. But <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was hats. I will say this: the idea of opening up a restaurant where all the food items have hats is yeah, not, it's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I've not heard bad. worst ideas. <laughs> And that's where I thought I was. Everything has a tiny hat on the, it. The thing is, you say generationally, and I'm looking at my notes, I ate all the food. Yeah. I don't know what where it tied in. So okay, I'm well, let's just, go in, let's just go in order. Okay, okay. So you say what you think it is, and I'll uh, say what it is, okay. and then Heather can do it. up. Well, yeah, pair it up. That's pair, what, yeah. like, hey, this is what I did. Um, okay. So I have to, uh, yeah. So the first one was, it was a. it was just there. It wasn't like I was hanging on the table and it was served to me. I, I was... I sat down and there was already a soup there. What I thought was a soup, but I think it was actually a bacon gravy in a bowl. <laughs> like it was supposed to go on top of something, and like an asshole, I started spooning it. I've never had a whole piece of bacon in a gravy before as a bite. Like a like a whole piece of bacon. Like, like the thing is, too, is like it seemed like someone gently folded it into my mouth. I don't know how it happened, but all the folds were there. Like, wow, that sure is. As I'm chewing an entire piece of bacon, so I don't know how you did that, but that was a magic soup. Okay, or maybe a gravy. I don't know. I, I didn't know if I was like, oh, I was supposed to pour this in something. So we did go a little out of order as time travel will will happen. <laughs> right. Well, you know, <laughs> you always end up where you need to be. So I, I guess that was starting off in the 
in the 80s. That was the 80s. Yeah. In the 80s, you got full pieces of bacon in your <laughs> soup. <laughs> so it was, the, it was the, the, the classic bread bowl. Oh. You know, sourdough yeah, bread yeah, bowl yeah. with yeah. the... Uh, I feel like the soup that you got in a bread bowl was never regular soup. Like, it was always like a restaurant soup, yeah. which was definitely starchier. Definitely. And, um, and you know... Have you ever been to... I've never been to a not Panera Bread that had a bread bowl. Like, I've never been to a restaurant that had a bread bowl. I don't know who... There's got to be a restaurant that, like, did that. I can't think of one either. I can't think of one. Oh, I definitely have. I've been to the, like, a Blooming Onion situation where it's sort of like the soup's in the middle, but it's a sauce. But never a situation. I don't remember a restaurant outside of Panera Bread that has the bowl of soup. I feel like, in, I feel like in the in the late eighties and the early nineties, the bread bowl reigned supreme, <laughs> and it was just like because it, it was it was part of the whole fat is bad. Anything that's yeah, everything yeah, yeah, should yeah. be low fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, have a a bowl of soup that's in a loaf of bread. Like, just like <laughs> let's do that. That's right. good for your. That was the eighties, as far as health goes. They were no fat, but they were also. That's where I learned the song "Hanker for a Hunk of Cheese." Remember that song, Doug? <laughs> there was remember their commercials for cheese, Doug? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, hey kids, you ever had cheese before? That's what you should have. Well, remember the I'm shocked? I didn't know that no, people no, no, didn't you're know what You're cheese. too young. But apparently, it was like an animated thing, right? Yeah. And the guy comes out tap dancing. He's, he's like, like, I'm a hanker for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> it's a very famous cartoon. <laughs> it literally is just an ad for cheese, no joke. And you probably, I mean, I, I guarantee you don't remember this because Dyke and I are the oldest people in the rooms. But in between, like, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> and the Gary Coleman hour, there was, like, little <laughs> inserts of, like, cartoon stuff. And yeah. one was the hanker for a chunk of cheese guy. Yeah. And it was just apparent. The reason that is, I don't know if you know this, but, like, but they had fat-free milk had just come out. So the dairy industry didn't know what to do with that. So they can only make cheese. And cheese sales had gone down because people heard that fat was bad. So in the 80s, they made cheese, like, a health thing to kids, like, a hanker for a hunk of, a really big a chunk of Hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yeah. No, I know. I still have that song in my head like yeah. uh, like I'm a Manchurian candidate yeah. from a diabetes sleeper cell. You know, like it just looks like, like I need in the middle of the night I wake up, I, I am hankering for a hunk of cheese. You've been uh, activated. I've been activated. I got to get some cheese. What cocktail did you make? To, <laughs> I forgot what we were doing for the 1980s. I forgot what you were even doing. Yes, go. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't, uh, our decades didn't necessarily pair up flavor profile was, but for the 80s, um, looking into it, uh, what was really popular, layered shots were like a thing. Oh. They were all about the layered shots. So yeah, that's yeah. what we just did, the uh, B 52. So good. A lot of people think it's named for the airplane. Um, actually oh. not. The guy who invented it was a huge, huge fan of the B-52s. That's oh, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, originated in Canada. So it's a layer of uh, traditionally Kahlua, but coffee liqueur, Irish cream, and then uh, Grand Marnier or some kind of orange liqueur on nice. top. It was so good. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah thanks. I, it was one of my favorite shots when I first started learning how to bartend. And it's always cool, like, party trick to, like, do the pour and, like, yeah, you can, yeah. like, you know, stack it up. I like, I think a secret bartender trick is orange with, uh, orange and, like, chocolate or coffee stuff. Yep. Or, like, darker things with, like, an orange tinge. Like, I think you can do so much with that. And people, it's not used enough. It's, like, a good, like, undercover pocket trick. Like, oh, I put orange in this coffee drink. I don't know what the pocket Whoa. trick is. You know I was going to let you explain I'm that. Sorry. I don't know what that means. But it's just like a bartender's like thing you can pull out when you're making cocktails. Like some of the cheats that I have is like I put orange in something that's typically like not a sweet drink. And I think that always like surprises people. I like it a lot. For sure. Anyway, the drink was good. What did you have in the next, the next one? I had uh, deconstructed Hungry Man Pot Pies. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I put in quotations insides. <laughs> because you you made little snowmen. Yeah. But soup is middle. <laughs> Loose filling. Loose filling. They were mostly made of peas. And they all had little hats. And then we had just the pot pie without the little tops on it. Yeah. Like I didn't crack into it. And I'll tell you what. I think I think I could be wrong, but I think the first time we've ever had peas. Peas featured. I'll tell you what. I did not realize peas were going to throw everyone so out of whack. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, we did use. I did use frozen peas as a garnish. You did. Yeah, they're green. Have you ever been to a restaurant and gotten something with peas? Never. You never get <laughs> peas as a garnish. No never. One. Never once. No one has. Never. They were. That's they amazing. were beautiful, bright green no, peas. The, the question they were not is, bright, it, they were out of a freezer. They were yeah, like I, frozen I, peas. I'll tell you what. No. <laughs> what are you talking about? The, the only fresh they're like the vasectomy the peas. Yeah. Like we yeah. were like, you know, I've been no. in my freezer for two years. I guess I'll use it now. They were glowing green. You're right, but I don't know if that makes a good pea. I don't know if that's necessarily organic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the first time. You, I, I think it's. I think that it's a challenge. I think you challenge yourself with like, hey, can I make peas fancy? Yeah. And the answer is no. No. But, but it's a good thing you should challenge yourself all the time, well, which is what it seemed like you were doing. So this is another example of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my secretary pronounce it here. Okay. Oh, maybe. Volovo. That's what we had. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Hold on. That's what we had? Volava. Yeah. Volava. What does that mean? Um, that means tiny ass chicken Popeye. Get <laughs> <laughs> a little Popeye. Hunger Man loose filling Popeye. I don't know. The thing is, the, the, Sounds only, a lot better the thing French, I really like about you made is I don't like on the Popeyes, if you get to like the bottom crust part, yeah. it's too crunchy and, and that burns. First, yeah, yeah. So you didn't have that with your little hats. I think that was a benefit. <laughs> well, see, see, you know, <laughs> corners on your. The pot. thing is, like, when you have these dishes, a mm-hmm. lot of these dishes were originally fancy things, especially in French cuisine. Popeyes. Well, a lot of these dishes were like made for royalty in French cuisine. Yeah, and then they get down to like a pot pie that you like yeah. the peasants eat. You know, <laughs> that is probably the lifespan of like culinary to like in your. You know, mom's kitchen food is like as soon as peas into the picture, like mm, they're cooking that in a box. <laughs> like once peas get in, like you know, like okay, well, it's it's really lost its sparkle. Look, that that dish was filled with green penis. Okay, and, uh, how dare you, sir? I just I, there were a lot of peas. Yeah. Did you just say green penis? <laughs> I thought he did. I didn't know if he was. I'm, I didn't think you were going for pea hyphen. No, 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 no. I thought, I thought but... it was. I thought it was French again. I thought it was like uh, let me. I don't know how the iPhone says it, but I call it penis. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a good, uh, it was a good pea pot pie. The thing is, you know what the thing is, I noticed about it is like, he's like, what if the pot pies had more peas? Like, what if they really, what if, what if the pot pies secret was it really featured what the peas? Did, what did peas ever do to you, Chris? They, something, something happened. If they did anything, they did it all today. Because I met all the peas today. <laughs> I, uh, I always felt like peas were such a non-intrusive vegetable. I feel like they're just yeah, there. Yeah, they don't. You know, Absolutely. they add nothing. They take nothing away. Yeah, <laughs> which is why it was funny. There were so many in what you made. I think that's the biggest part. They're green. Like, they're like they're I thought. Just... I always thought this vegetable was something that you never really got a lot of. That's why I put so many in my <laughs> soup with a hat. Uh, my next. Hold food on, hold, was, hold on. What was your cocktail? Wait, oh, oh, so, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Which, which decade was that? That was the seventies. Oh, the seventies. The seventies was actually one of my favorite ones that I made. That was the orange juice one. Um, oh, so it's based yeah, off yeah. of a Harvey Wallbanger. 
You guys ever heard that oh, phrase? Yeah. yeah. Right. So um, there's like a whole legend behind how it got its name. It's not true, but it's fun to tell. <laughs> it was from this bartender in LA, really, really famous. He's actually claimed to invent, have invented like the white Russian, uh, oh. a, a whole bunch of other drinks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but supposedly it's named after this guy named Tom Harvey, who was like a surfer dude. Okay. In California, and he came into this guy's bar called the, the bar was called the Black Watch, and this he made him this drink, and Harvey had so many of them that he was like bouncing in the walls on the way out, so they called it a, a Harvey Wallbanger. Oh. Um, it's not it's not true, really, kind of what the oh. the I, facts. I bet you spent so much time telling us that. Well, well, they, they, made a, they made a whole marketing campaign out of it though. So yeah, like, yeah. really, the, the true story behind it was like uh, the the regional drink has vodka and this liqueur called Galliano in it, mm-hmm. which is like an uh, anise vanilla flavored um spirit yeah and the market the company that owned galliano and the guy who was marketing for them got with this bartender like okay. hey, let's create this story yeah and so they made all these ads for this like little cartoon character that would surf named harvey wallbanger so the harvey wallbanger which is a relatively famous cocktail like yeah. that is that is almost your standard if you do like the prohibition type like bar and that's just the marketing campaign. It's literally a marketing campaign. And um, yeah, the Galliano sales went through the roof yeah, yeah. Uh, because of this. Uh, but it's literally all just money. Uh, so yeah, It was so popular crazy. in the 70s, though, that um, literally in 1972, Harvey Wallbanger was a write-in on the presidential ticket. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the drink uh, that I made today that was kind of a riff on it, uh, besides yeah. the B-52, all these cocktails I did, I kind of took the standard classic that was popular and did mm-hmm. my own version. Uh, so I did vodka, but instead of Galliano, um, I did Capoletti, which is much more citrusy. Yeah, yeah. It still kind of has that vanilla flavor to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have any anise. So I then added uh, tangerine juice instead of orange juice. Okay. Orange juice, in my opinion, is kind of like a little flat and not as like bright. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Tangerine juice is a little more tart, a little brighter. That's awesome. And even after that, I was like, wow, this is a really bad cocktail. So I added lemon juice to lift it up. Because <laughs> I don't know what people were on in the 70s besides multiple drugs but yeah, like yeah, yeah. that shit was not good when i made yeah. it the first time yeah, yeah, yeah well i think i think a lot of i think a lot of prohibition type judges like wow this tastes did a lot you like think prohibition happened in the 70s yeah i didn't i didn't at all but i'm saying like a lot of the cocktail anything you know when richard nixon was like no more alcohol <laughs> harvey wallbanger is in the style of i know harvey wallbangers are apparently after prohibition <laughs> i just learned that here though tyke is yeah. the thing no yeah. people in the 70s just, like put orange juice and sour mix and yeah. everything it was the I era like, like the sweet cocktail they were clearly still recovering from it because they didn't know what to taste it's like i need to taste the alcohol because i forgot i wasn't allowed to have it i want to get real drunk and i don't uh, want to taste anything this is just chris a, king is recovering from peas and time travel <laughs> he doesn't know what decade he's in he had a lot of peas <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean that's that's uh, that's all very interesting. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Uh, so the next one is uh, caveman soup, and then I put in uh, my notes. I put I've never had a cut into a soup. <laughs> oh, I, was, put, I, I took a knife to that soup. What? That was actually the '80s. My last dish it was not the '70s. That was after the ch- cheddar biscuits, though. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going in order. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> you you're said good. go in order food. And then you looked at me like, this guy is going... No, I'm saying I said the wrong thing last time. Oh, no one cares. Okay. That's everything's fine. But you have no answer to the... I, I, I thought you get a real laugh out of that caveman soup that I talked about. I mean, about. Zach ate his with a fork. Yeah. He right. drank his like why, a cup. Why did you say it was caveman soup again? Uh, because the... Well, one, the meat was looking at me. There was uh, there was a full piece of it. It was not... It was delicious, obviously. And I think there was wine in there, maybe. But the meat circled... The soup. Yeah. And then you you can't, if you take it out of your, if you put it in your mouth, like a spoon situation, you will choke and die. <laughs> like, I needed a knife to my soup. 
and I got soup everywhere. <laughs> but like that's a soup that like it could kill you. Yeah, that soup could kill you like a caveman. You, it's it's survival. My problem is. <laughs> When I see bite size, I always think of my bite size. Which yeah, is there's no way. Larger, you would larger than most. If you got like, if you get that size, any of those size of meat in your mouth, you would have choked and died. Someone would have to do a high maneuver. The meat was pretty soft, though. You could do no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you would still good. choke on it. Did you see the piece of meat that I grabbed at the end? Oh, with just <laughs> his bite size. The old, the old, the old, the old chef hands. Yeah, the, the old, old chef hands introduction. <laughs> well, the thing is, he didn't. He didn't bring anything out. Heather, a lot of times we'll get food and he will bring it out in his bare hands. Like, that's oh. something, you know, like, it's like, hey, you should really try this. Like, it's in his bare hands. Like, oh, it's mashed potatoes. That's a weird thing to bring out with your bare hands. Handcrafted by the chef. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, but this yeah. time he took away with his bare hands. Serve soup in your hands one time. <laughs> never let you live it down. All right, hold on. My secretary is going to say the name of this caveman soup for you, too. Okay. Cause, uh, Was it French? Yeah. I don't want to piss off my dead French grandmother. Jesus. <laughs> What is up, guys? Bonjour. This is Julian. Oh, no. That's your dad French grandmother. You know what would be good if we gotten past the ad? That's a professional podcast would do. I can say it for you. It's Beef Bourguignon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Beef Bourguignon. Oh, that's the American. Yeah. Heather said it in the right way. Beef Bourguignon. It's Beef Bourguignon. There you go. Beef. Yeah, she did it. Like a dog, boof. Good. Buff. <laughs> buff, it's what's for dinner. It's nice that we spent 20 minutes listening to an ad on your iPhone. Heather could have just said it. Right. Uh, the last thing we had was cut up mushroom steak. Beef bourguignon. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Stop trying. It wasn't. It was, just, it was a cut up steak with some mushrooms on it. Uh, like a cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> like when I was at home. And like I need to make my own food, and there was like a hungry man. And you made steak. (laughs) That's what you're saying, and that's what you're saying. Yeah, remember, remember they had the the round steak. Remember that Zach, like a hungry man round steak. It's that, and then like Like, a mushroom soup, like a cream of mushroom. Like your mom always had it, but you never like the Salisbury steak. Like what? Oh, Salisbury steak. Yes, (laughs) I was like, this man's in here. Like I meant Salisbury steak. Oh, that's just a little under medium. (laughs) Twelve year old Chris. Like a (laughs) man. My oh damn! I broke the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! It's all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here trying to watch. Not gonna be able to watch Denver the Last Dinosaur until my seven is correct. <laughs> I want to watch this little Chris Chef show. <laughs> uh, so it was close. It was Steak Diane. Oh. Oh yeah. Which uh, yeah, it's just a it steak. was good. It was very good. No, it was just a steak with yeah. a mushroom sauce. <laughs> There was a nice cutting board involved. Like the, yeah, the that is nice. And I don't know if you tasted it, but it was made with Hennessy. So no, I extra French. <laughs> he did show that around. Like I'm definitely cooking with this. I'm not just drinking it, even though it's in he a tried plastic. Tried to hand box. it to somebody earlier, <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, thank you." <laughs> It'll be in the mushroom soup. Like we'll keep it there, maybe. No, it was. It was really, really good. Uh, but what decade was that? Those were the '60s. Was it just '60s, '70s, and '80s? That's how decades work. <laughs> I no, I know that, but I, so we did, we jumped around a little bit out of order. But it was the the um, like oh the, no, we skipped the crab. The, uh, skipped the crab biscuits. Oh 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 my god! Yeah, I forgot about the. Uh, I did right cheddar biscuits and chicken salad. Yeah, he thought it was chicken. <laughs> salad. I was like, this is the fishiest chicken I ever yeah. tasted. It's it's jarring when you see it. It looks like it looks like a like um. 
It looks like a chicken salad, and there's no whole grapes. That's how I know. That's a dyke sign. Dyke, if Dyke makes chicken salad, he'll put a full grape in there. It's like a full grape. It's always a half grape. <laughs> it's always full. Like, wow. That, that, that grape isn't even featured. That's just like the salad wearing a hat. He'll put a full grape in there. So I knew it wasn't. I didn't think it was. Grapes are really the pee of the chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've, never, I've never described a chicken salad as riddled with, chicken, with, with grapes until that one time. Riddled with grapes. This chicken salad is lousy with grapes. It's more like a grape salad with a few pieces of chicken thrown in. Really just a fruit salad with some savory bites. I've never had a fruit salad topped with chicken before. Thanks for covering it with mayonnaise. It was My delicious. dreams, they're coming true. <laughs> So Heather, when I sent this, when I sent this, uh, oh, and then for dessert, <laughs> oh, baked Alaska, which I didn't oh, realize. You asshole. <laughs> didn't you eat an entire like <laughs> massive wedge? Yeah, I how did, did you forget? It was amazing. It was also, I didn't realize that I've never had a baked Alaska before. I only thought it was that racist guy. He goes, uh, "Is there ice cream in here?" So there's like a YouTuber who makes yeah. like like when the alt right stuff was going He's on. Super and his, ultra. His, his, and yeah. the, I think he had something to do with Charlottesville. His name was Baked Alaska. He was also uh, Mars in the Capitol. Was eventually I think he was arrested for that. But I only know Baked Alaska from that douchebag. Oh, I'm sorry. It was just his name, or did he make them? <laughs> oh no, I hope he didn't make them. No, I think, I th- no, that was, he his was name. Just like yeah. his like YouTube handle or yeah, his, was like, his social his, media yeah. name, which is like burnt was, white. I was gonna drive yeah. and get you one for your birthday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, then it's, I only know it as the meme. But it didn't taste racist at all, Dyke. Yeah. So Bridget said I made like, baked Alaska. Chris's his response was, "That's racist." <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I forgot. It was like I thought you were being clever. No, I'm, I'm not. The, the exact opposite, Heather. Not being clever at all. Just not knowing anything. Uh, I think that's the. F- I think that's the first time I... I mean, I've had a ice cream cake before. Yeah, but, I've never had a baked Alaska before. And I've had really things good. flambéed before, but I've never had both. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had anything flambéed Have you before. had baked Alaska before? Yeah, I had it. <clears throat> my grandmother used to make it, actually. I know that's weird. Oh. Like, yeah, she... Well, my, my mom was actually a really garbage cook, so I don't know yeah. how that happened because my grandmother was an amazing cook. Yeah. Where was she from? Uh, Ohio. <laughs> Cardington, Ohio. That is well, the traditional dish of Ohio. I feel like that has the ability to skip a generation, right? Because if your mom was a really good cook, then maybe you didn't cook for shit. Oh, uh, that's And a good then call. if you didn't cook for shit, then your kids are like, God, I got to learn how to fucking cook. Yeah, maybe. That's a really I, good know, call. I know my grandma was in there every day. They're like, Lori. Lori, like, just no, how? Just let me do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't have to. You do it so well. Like, how do you burn grilled cheese? Uh, No, she. It was an amazing baked Alaska. It was really Uh, good. Yeah, Bridget crushed it. So good. Uh, I feel like we skipped a couple drinks. Oh yeah. So drink wise for the sixties, I did um, the whiskey sour. Which actually okay. has been—that was my favorite. It's been one of the most popular cocktails yeah. in America for like centuries. Oh. It, yeah, yeah, they can't pinpoint exactly when it was first invented, but in the 1860s is the first uh, literary mention of it in a book called How to Make Drinks. Uh, and but it, it remained popular and even received yeah. a, more of a surge in the 1960s. So that's why I chose it. Everybody knows it. Everybody likes it. I just did a little riff on it. So bourbon, obviously, lemon juice, obviously, but instead of just regular simple syrup, I did. Um, a kumquat ginger oh, syrup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then shook it with a little bit of basil. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like a lot of people think that a whiskey sour automatically has egg white, and you have to ask like egg white or no egg white. But if you, oh. put, if you put egg white yeah. in it, it's actually called a Boston sour. Mm. Oh. So 
fun random fact that nobody yeah, asked for. Yeah, right? yeah. No, <laughs> no, that's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had whiskey showers where they come with egg. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, that's, that's, it's kind of like the old fashioned, right? Like where there's like 27 different versions of it and all of them are totally acceptable to order. Yeah. yeah. Like none of them are really what the original one was. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing kind of with sours. It's like, it's become commonplace to like ask if you want an egg white or not. Yeah. No, it was really good. I, uh, whiskey sours are amazing. I drink whiskey sours for a long time. I first started drinking the the first cocktail I remember ordering when I was bartending at Bennigan's was a uh, Midori sour. Did you ever have those? Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, green. People, it's like neon, neon, neon green. green, like unnaturally green. It's and there's not even that much alcohol in it. It's just a hangover. Is all it it's is. Like, it's like supposed to be like candied melon. It really look. It, it looks yeah. like that and tastes like that. It does. And it's the worst, especially as a 21-year-old anybody. That's what I started with. And I would just, I, I would think like, oh, I can handle my alcohol. Because there's not a lot of alcohol in there. It's just a Snickers sugar. Well, and then you're putting it in with a sour mix, right? And that's yeah, like yeah. a shit ton of sugar, too. So yeah. it's like sugar on sugar. Like it just feel like shit and then yeah. not get drunk. And oh, like, it's terrible. Why don't we have a hangover? I only had two and they weren't even that, they weren't even that boozy. It's Candy. Like, it was just, just literally candy. Ca- liquid candy. That's just a child ordering a, a, an alcoholic drink. Yeah, it's like, pretty, I'll take, pretty much. I like, want candy sour. I'm not really ready for a real drink, so can I just have but like then a, I switched the to, one? But then I switched to whiskey sours, and that's when, when I worked in Chicago, the sour was brown. Yeah. Disgusting. Remember that one, sour was brown, Dyke? Ever brown sour? Like the sour mix was brown? The sour mix was brown. See, I don't, I, I can't play around with the sour mix at all. I got to do fresh juice. No one should. <laughs> All right, you bougie old man. I'm talking no, about you're saying, <laughs> you're saying I don't when you like that mix. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> I about. I'm a weirdo. I got to do fresh lemon. Like, we know, bitch. But I'm saying, like, when you were, like, first drinking and going to bars, we mm-hmm. didn't get to, like, say, like, I like a fresh lemon. I'm 22. Yeah. <laughs> they put, like, whatever was in the bottle in the yeah. drink. I was like, oh, well, yeah. if you had a whiskey sour. Some, some places had it on the gun. Yeah, yeah. I've seen oh, that. That's disgusting. Sour mix on the gun. been cleaned in years. So disgusting. No one passed 20. Two, she was drinking a whatever anything sour, unless that sour is made scratch. Like you, you know what I like making from scratch? Uh, Long Island, like a top shelf, like a Long uh, Island. Real Long Island. I almost, yeah. I almost did a Long Island for the for the nineties. I didn't, oh, but oh, actually, that's the last drink I could talk about. I did a, a Cosmo riff. I oh, really wanted to do yeah. a Long Island, and then I was like, oh, but the Cosmo really is like the quintessential 90s right, drink right, right. from everything from like it you know before even before sex in the city yeah. it was really popular um and everything in the night if the 90s could be defined as a decade by one type of cocktail it would be teeny yeah yeah because mm, um, yep. they took Good like call. the classic martini thing and kind of just said anything in a martini glass is a martini <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. so it's like flirtini apple teeny yeah, raz- yeah, french yeah. martini and the cosmopolitan was um the one actually that i think is a decent drink. I know it gets a bad rap, but honestly, it started out as a simple vodka gimlet. Yeah. Uh, vodka, lime juice, and simple. And then um, another bartender, kind of like what we were talking about, riffing on stuff, added a triple sec. And they're like, oh, now we have the kamikaze. And then it like, yeah. and it went another decade. Mm. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to add cranberry juice to it. And there's like seven different people that dispute who made the first one. But that's how we got the modern cosmopolitan. Yeah. So I kind of did my own version of that too. Still vodka. I did dry orange curacao instead of triple sec. I just like it a little more. It's a or a brandy base yeah. that they infuse with curacao oranges, then lime juice, and then I took um, a blueberry pomegranate jam. Of course. And like put a couple spoonfuls in there and just shook the shit Jesus. out of it. That one was good. That was, that was, that like was the, first the first one. first one, yeah. Well, yeah. I changed my yeah. answer. That, that was my favorite one. That, that one was my favorite. That was amazing. Everything was good, but I think this is my favorite too. It was so good. It was awesome. I don't know. I try not to judge what anybody, like, you know, you like what you like. You like what you like, yeah. I do, I do have a problem when people are so hung up on their drink that they can't 
try so you know just try something you might yeah you might like it i don't yeah. know there's so many drinks out there now that it's like there is definitely something that is close enough to the flavor of what you like yeah but the thing is i think people when they're going out you get to a point like you know it'd be great if i don't like it how often do you have something you don't like like that why don't people do that i would love i like having things like i actually hate this i hate this but now i know but, that but i know i hate it and i'm gonna drink it because like what's the worst that can happen it's a flavor you don't like right. you can still actually do that that's actually still an experience and i don't understand why still people are well, like i want something i really really like like fuck I, off try things i work at a wedding venue where all the drinks are free right and people still complain <laughs> yeah of course about of course. Their, their free drinks you know yeah. it's like it's crazy i had a lady come up the other day and i just hadn't heard this in so long i forgot that <laughs> people this was are a people. thing yeah and um People come up and they they don't they can't really always see what we have behind the bar and yeah. it's literally different event to event because it depends on what the the bride and groom ordered. So like sometimes people come up and ask for something and I like have to think like did I stock that today? I don't know if we have it. Like sometimes there's not hard alcohol at all; it's just beer and wine. Yeah. But this lady come up and she's like, "You guys got any whipped vodka?" And I was like, "What wow. the fuck?" And I was like. <laughs> Oh, she means like whipped cream flavored vodka. Yeah. I was like, no. Also, I forgot that that was a thing that adults drink. <laughs> right. Ooh. That's something I would have because, probably because been excited so about people. when I was 16. We're all from the service <laughs> industry. We all have people that come to bars that want it to be their house. Like, they mm. want it to be like, I have this in my house. Why don't you have yeah. it here? Like, because you're outside. You're yeah. literally right. outside of your house. And outside of your house, opportunities are endless. As far as, like, what could happen. The number of times I've wanted to, I never have, but the number of times I've wanted to look at somebody when they're complaining about, like, well, this and this and at home, I do, I'm like, I, I, I don't go know what to tell you. Then go the fuck home. Like, you should stay home. Or somebody's like, I want this, this, this. I'm like, we don't have three of those things. They're like, ah, why not? What kind of bar is this? I'm like, you know where they have that shit? Your house. Yeah, your house. <laughs> go you to go your there. house. That sounds like go the most a, amazing place. Go to a grocery store <laughs> and then go the fuck home. <laughs> Thank you, good night. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense why people, I don't know, I, I think, and this is definitely, I'm very biased coming from the service industry, I think a bad time is as, always as good as a good time. And I'll tell you what, I waited tables like that. Because you should tell that to some of the people I serve. No, but if you go out, the thing is, like, and I, my, my serving career has always been like this. People come to restaurants for an experience. Good or bad, it's an experience. The stories you tell are rarely good. It's the stories you tell are the ones that are terrible. And I guarantee you, people are telling stories about me as a server because I was fucking <laughs> terrible. I was terrible. And the thing is, like, I think a bad server is just as good as a good server. Because Remember that guy that got all our drinks wrong and was sweating all over our food? <laughs> that was the night me and Cheryl fell in love. <laughs> Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back <laughs> with more bad service. <laughs>
Not only is that like a classic 90s throwback, good pull for the time travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was really on the spot. Really, really, really good. <laughs> but it's also one of those songs that is uh, very fun and upbeat yeah. sounding and just very sad lyrics. It's so <laughs> yeah. Sad. Well, but the thing about Ace of Base, which I'd heard, and I don't know if it's actually true, but I've heard they, I've heard they basically made an entire album off of the, the pre-programmed uh, uh, keyboard songs. And if you, oh. they, they actually have a YouTube where it shows that, where it's like, hey, this actually came on a keyboard and they made it, which I'll tell you what, that does not short them at all. That actually makes them more amazing. That's way more and impressive. if you listen to them without the music, that's what it sounds like. It's just really mundane background music. I remember Ace of Base being the shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it was amazing. And if that's what they did, Damn, fucking Gina. yes. <laughs> that's amazing. That, that's fucking awesome they did that. Anyway, just taking a goddamn nap. Should we, should we restart when you're not fired or? <laughs> 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 was engaging. <laughs> Welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. No, I found something. I was gonna. I was trying to send it to Zach. No, this is the time to send text to each other. We took a whole fucking break to do any of that. And like, let me wait till we're recording. Then I'm gonna send you something. My goddamn phone. <laughs> Dyke really relies on me, like catching things yeah. on, the, on the slide. Yeah, yeah, and like he'll come up with like a code that he hasn't told anybody. <laughs> I honestly thought he'll, he'll be like, you know, and that, and we'll go to the. Hmm? I, I honestly thought that. he had autism when he was doing this, but it was just a series of face ticks yeah. to get you to do what he wants you to do. I you said marshmallow, Zach. Marshmallow. You're never. You're literally never aligned. He doesn't know. Never, you don't know what never. those face ticks are uh, until never. after. There is no manual. <laughs> he jelloed when I said marshmallow. Oh, <laughs> Can you bring up the uh, the internet there on that on that, that fancy thing? On the boop, boop, bop, bop. <laughs> talk about, the talk about traveling back in time. <laughs> <laughs> this man's like, how do I log <laughs> on to the world? Can we is it Is it a forward slash or a back slash? I don't know. <laughs> You 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 uh, carry it for a couple minutes. I'll get this. Set you, up know over here. you know what we do. You know we could do with what, if we had to buy some time. We could talk to Heather about everything that she's doing, Dyke. We could do oh, that. Oh, that's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. We could, we could actually talk to our guest about all the amazing things she's doing, especially because conveniently she happens to be doing a bunch of amazing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what you doing, Heather? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever the fuck you're doing today. No, uh, no. I uh, so I recently took a full time position with the new uh, Thai restaurant and craft bar called Bodhi. Yeah, uh, it's in the old Black Market location, nine twenty two Mass Ave. So as far north and east as you can go on Mass, and uh, that the street kind of dead into that parking lot. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's we're actually doing about 40% just house cocktails of overall sales, which is wild. That doesn't really happen. It's awesome. Um, it's a friend of mine. It's three generations of Thai women, grandmother, mother, and then the daughter who I'm friends with. Uh, all of them are involved in the process. The grandmother, it's yeah. her recipes, a lot of family recipes going through there. Her mom runs the kitchen. And then Taylor, my friend, runs front and back. Yeah. Um, I started out as just a consultant, uh, just helping out because I was still the GM of Ball and Biscuit. And... Um, I was like helping them buy their first order, put the bar together. And the more I was over there, I was like, I really enjoy being over here. And mm. I, I kind of wanted to take less responsibility than being the general manager. Yeah. So this was perfect for me. I yeah. still got to exercise creative control. Still have my own little, my little team, but it's like, I call it my little kingdom. Like I don't have to worry about the whole 
restaurant. Yeah. I just have to worry about like what's going on behind the bar. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I am doing a lot of front of house managing right now just because like we're short staff as everybody right. in the industry is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm filling in where I can help. Um, but it's great. We're we're busy all the time. That's amazing. Um, which is, yeah, such, I know it's like a good problem to have, but really it is. Like, yeah. I really can't complain. Uh, we're only open six days a week right now, no lunches, but our eventual goal is to be a lunch and dinner, seven days a week spot yeah. uh, with the kitchen closing probably around 10 and then doing like a cocktail hour or two for like the last couple hours of service. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. I feel like, I, I feel like Heather, you make me definitely feel old because you're definitely, is one of those things where, <laughs> because you're so old. No, no, no. But because, because you are the person to know when it comes to bartending, you are in OB all. A million people have talked about you that I don't even know and I've known you for a long time and people are talking about they don't even know it's because you're like the person to know when it comes to bartending, which is fucking impressive. Thank you. I feel I feel like I've just spent a lot of time at the right places. Leo and I yeah. talk about this a lot. Um, my husband, for those of you who don't know, he's yeah. also in the service industry. Um, we talk he's about this notoriously. A lot. What's funny is he's notoriously just the worst. I think a lot of people <laughs> have said it's been said. I, I may have said it. <laughs> it was it was in your in wedding house. I, yeah. I did. I've never heard that before. But like Neil, he's the worst. I was like, and I will still be marrying you for that four hundred one k. Thank you. <laughs> Good job um, investing. No, Leo's right. on. He's he's the best. No, Leo's the absolute best. Yeah. He works so hard. He crushes it. We actually are a pretty yeah. good team when it comes to uh, the different sides of the industry. Like I'm yeah. more on like the. Not that he's not creative, but I'm more like the the creating drinks and like the putting together mm -hmm. of like teams and like drafting people and like he's good at that part as well. But he's more systems analyzing numbers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he yeah. is amazing at that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. a beautiful mind, I believe, is one. Well. <laughs> Literally, and a beautiful face. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> uh, but no, we both have we've talked about this a lot. We've both worked um, in the right places, right? Like we both yeah, started yeah. out in volume which I believe is like the best foundation I could have gotten for what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I know how to crank a drink out. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, and, and just learn how to deal with customers. Cause like in those, you know, the more sports bar type of places that I started, people don't give a shit. They just want their, they want their drink. They want it quick. They want to tip you a dollar. Then they want to walk away and never talk to you yeah, again. Yeah. And that's fine. Like that, that was five years of my life. Um, and then I so, like, I slowly started working in places. Like I got the job at black market. It's actually what's funny about being back at Bodie. I'm back in the building. Yeah. That gave me the inspiration yeah. to take this seriously as a career. Yeah. It wasn't until I, I started at black market. I was, I've been bartending for a few years, but working there under Chris Coy um, really got me interested in cocktails as a career. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this isn't just like a bunch of money I can make. Like, I can be good yeah. at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So went from there to Union, Union to Ball and Biscuit, and then now back at Bodie. So that's awesome. I just think Man, I just picked the right that's places. That's so fucking awesome. And I've worked with a lot of good crews too. Well, yeah, I, 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 I know that's always the way we're going to go, right? <laughs> we're always going to like, yeah, everybody's amazing, but like, you've done impressive, like, there's there's always a situation where like I've been lucky for sure, but then like your luck is the what you create and the fact that like you happen to luckily be at all these impressive places and be the one at the helm of like the bar, that's fucking awesome. Thank you. That's I, amazing. I do try to work my ass off wherever I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh but what do you to your point about being in the place that black market was and then being in the place that you're in now, what are your thoughts on that? Because that's crazy, it right? It is bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so bizarre. And, and on one hand, it feels weird and wrong. And on the other hand, it feels like coming home. Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds. It's like, yeah. yeah I mean, when I started at Black Market, it was 2014. Leo and I had just moved back from South Carolina. Yeah. Um, and I was there for three and a half years. Made some of my best friends there. Like I said, grew my career there. Met a lot of regulars that still follow me to the places that I'm at now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really sad for me, though. You know, Black Market really was a home. And even yeah. when it switched over from being what I worked at to Esteban and the crew running it as the Taqueria, yeah. which was amazing, by the way. And it was so sad when they closed because they had just won best of the best 
restaurant in yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. And sadly, obviously, like COVID happened. I know we're all tired of hearing that word, but it took them yeah. out. Yeah. Right when they were on like literally the precipice of like blowing up even yeah. more than they already had. Um, so it's a little bittersweet. Um, I will say I'm really happy though to see somebody else take over the space who gives a shit. You know, the, the Taylor, who my owner is, she mm -hmm. has worked in the industry for over a decade. Doesn't own anything else. Doesn't own First anything restaurant. else. She's been a server and a manager uh, awesome. at two to three jobs her yeah, entire yeah. career, literally putting money away to do what she and her mom have dreamed of doing their whole yeah. lives. So uh, for me, it's like, yes, it's sad and I'm, I'm really bummed and I miss black market a lot. Mm -hmm. But if anybody was going to take over the space, I'm so glad yeah, it's a story yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, you and I have talked about that. And so I just want to know, I know you have something planned. You're queuing things up and I know, but I, I just want to ask uh, Heather, if, I, I just didn't want to interrupt what we're doing. That's your show, you're, too, man. <laughs> you're interrupting Not your after own. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. I just didn't know if I was, like, blocking whatever whatever bit we had coming next. But I, I, I'm super interested because that's the thing. Is like, a lot of places are closing, right? And then a lot of places are going to take those places over. And I am optimistic to think, well, maybe it's places like that that take over. That, to me, is exactly what we want. It's like places that, you know, Black and Marco is amazing. It's a fantastic place. I don't want to see it go. But there's places that maybe couldn't have had those spots otherwise. How do you feel, being closer than I am to the industry, how do you feel about the future of that going forward after COVID? I think that the future of the business side of it is in a little less jeopardy than we experienced during COVID. I yeah. think our biggest issue right now is staffing. Yeah. Uh, during during the shutdown and then everything subsequent to that, uh, a lot of people, one, left the service industry for something more stable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a job that I initially got into because I was like, people always need a bartender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. this is the first time yeah. in my life that's ever been checked where it was like, oh, shit, you know, yeah. we can be touched. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people left the industry for something more stable with benefits. And, you and know, a lot of people aren't coming into it for the first right. time right, right now because they're terrified. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that the people that are like, you know, more experienced in the industry, they've already, they, they have the pick of the litter. Yeah. They can go anywhere they want and yeah. get a job because anywhere. everybody's so desperate. I mean, yeah. I know That's people, crazy. I know people that are managers at other places that are like, I don't care if you have any experience. I just need a body. I just need somebody yeah. who can walk a plate from a kitchen to a table yeah. and say nothing. Yeah. Like it, it's, is that, it's definitely, I think that's really where we're struggling. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that benefits wise? I mean, deal? I had this written down on a specific question I wanted oh, to ask sorry. you about. Sorry, to jump sorry. The gun. No, 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 no. That was me. I just got no, very excited. No, this is perfect. We're so excited. Like we came here organically. Yeah. Because that's 100% what's happening. And we've talked about this ad nauseum last spring, kind of about the decline. Yeah. But I think one of the things that we realized in COVID was that a lot of the, a lot of the ways that we look at restaurants, street restaurants, run restaurants, was fucked up. And, oh, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID put a spotlight on that. And now we're just kind of rushing to go back to business as usual. And I feel like maybe we're missing a step in some of the things. It's right. just like, hey, so like, why are why did all those people leave besides, you know, stability? It's also kind of like, well, is this what I want to be doing with my life? Is right. this what I want to? It's hard on your body. It's hard on you mentally. You know, like yeah. it, it's hard to have a family. It, it, it's it's really, really difficult and some people are built for it and some people aren't. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think a lot of the people who were doing it as a way to make cash were like, out. I'm out. Right. Yeah. It's not worth it to right. me. Well, and then my other question too was, and I feel like you kind of touched on this, but like you even said like, I don't want the, and, and like you, you've done it all. You, you, you can and have done it all. So was there anything specifically for you in COVID where you kind of like, 
you know, reanalyzed, uh, you know, what you were doing and, yeah. and where, are, where are you at with that now? A hundred percent. COVID, I know, affected everybody differently. Um, for me, the shutdown part of it was actually really good for me and Leal um, because you guys both know us. Like, we are a million miles an hour nonstop yeah, all the time. Yeah. And so, like... Leal said the same thing. Like, yeah. Leal and I have a separate conversation. He's like, I'm so glad to breathe. We, we were able to, like, stop and yeah. just enjoy not only our own lives. Because yeah. we, we're, we're, we're married and we have a very healthy relationship. And we love being together. But we also are still our own individual people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we go out without each other. There's, there's a whole healthy, you know, like, we're a whole person and we're a married couple. And, but, like, getting to just be around him. And, yeah. like, and not only, like you know, get to actually eat a meal with him, but like spend an entire 24 hours. Mm-hmm. We, we were lucky, like, it just reinforced our marriage. It yeah. didn't, it didn't, you Thanks. know, point out flaws. Yeah. It's really because I hate Amy so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. He said that, like, what I realized like, well, is that like, like, every day she comes on the stairs. Like, could I roll my eyes any harder? I honestly, honestly, though, it is, I'll just decide it is the same exact thing. Like, I don't know that that's, it's a, it's a good and the bad, right? There's so the, the silver lining of COVID is like, Honestly, I love Amy so much more because, like, every fucking day, like, she comes down the stairs. And at some point, there is, I, I would hope that maybe it just didn't happen to me, but maybe you had that too, where it's like, I hate this person. I just want to see anybody else. But then once you get over that, like, this is great. Yeah. This is absolutely great. And this is just cementing the fact that, like, this is the best person. Don't tell her what I said based on what you're laughing <laughs> at. No, but seriously, like, it was great. Like, that's the thing. Like, the whole thing is great. And, like, that's uh, – it kind of cements that relationship. And I yeah. honestly feel like that's the deal. There's good parts. Of, there's very good parts of COVID where it's like it's you realize if you're if you're with this person stuck with this person really forces a relationship more so than it would be probably ever for sure and then to your question about like you know when did did i reevaluate my job and what i was doing in this field absolutely because like once i got that time and realized i could slow down and like do things i was like hold on wait this was an option the whole fucking time i i i've worked 15 years to get to where i am i can demand more money i can say i'm going on vacation because, like, what yeah. did my bosses do before me, right? Like, they would be like, no, fuck this, I'm out. Like, yeah. you have to work. And I'm like, cool, that makes sense because I'm, like, this little server person. But now I'm the boss. Like, Yeah, yeah, no. fuck yeah. Yeah, and, like, I think the, the responsibility thing kind of got to me because I got Ball and Biscuit through COVID, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. constantly pivoting the concept every couple weeks depending on what the new mandate was and this and that. And, like, it was just me and my little team doing the best we could. And it was exhausting. It was rewarding, yeah. but it was exhausting. And it drained me, truly. Like, I, I was like, I never want to work this hard and stress this yeah. much ever again unless it's my own place. Like, I'm willing to do it if it's my name on the door. Yeah. What, did you, what did you guys do? Just, like, delivery cocktails? Or no. So that pickup cocktails? Can't even or? do that. Yeah, we did, like, we turned our patio into a to-go stand, like a lemonade stand, but for booze. That was the first uh, stage because okay. we couldn't let people inside. Yeah. So then we'd have, when they shut Mass Ave down. We'd have lines out the street. We did like frozen popsicle drinks and like all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. And then like slowly we started letting people in. And we, our owners were really cool about letting us go at our own pace and paying everybody what they deserve to be paid yeah. since we weren't making as many tips. Um, but yeah, like it was just, it was a really stressful time. And I think I'm the kind of person that just like puts my head down and gets through it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until COVID plus like starting at Bodie where I, like I was controlling more of my schedule and the narrative and like I wasn't needed all the time. Right. Yeah. It was just, I'm here to do my job that I can leave. Yeah. Um, that I was like, I don't think I want 
that much responsibility yeah uh right. if it's for somebody else well that's the thing though is like based on your experience and and that you've gone through your resume is insane and then everything leal's done is there a possibility you guys open your own place definitely we've always talked about it we have like yeah. nine concepts in our back pocket yeah, yeah, yeah. that are all yeah. like depending on the market and like what type of space and this and that um it's something we've always talked about but um you know, Do you guys ever think about a place where all the food has tiny hats on it? Uh, let's talk <laughs> after the show. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I think I think it's we keep saying when we when we when we and I yeah. think I think we will. This is the time though, right? Yeah. I feel like I feel like this is the time now because this is this boom before the this is when it's gonna happen. It's like we're we're all stuck, we can't go out, but at some point that surge of everybody like we're released, we're allowed to go out, that's gonna happen. I have felt for a long time that this if you're gonna open a restaurant, now is the fucking now time. Now is the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other thing, like I always I always recommend people go out and do their own hustle. Like coming from yeah. food, like that was the thing for me was like there was so much responsibility you're supposed to take. And even if like you're the chef or GM somewhere, like it's an unreal amount of like the, what you're expected to do. Cause it's, you know, like you're, maybe you'll be a dishwasher today or, you know, maybe yeah. they won't yeah. show up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what I really find is like what the big argument I get when I'm like, Hey, why don't you just do pop-ups? You'd make so much more money for yourself doing something like that. And that's always like, well, I mean, I really just know how to run restaurants. I don't want to run books. I don't want to learn how to market myself, this, that, yeah. and the other. But I find there's a certain group of people that are going to give their entire heart to a place no matter what. And it's, I'm guessing that you're that kind of person. Yeah. And truth of matters is, is you're going to give everything and learn things that you're not supposed to be doing anyway. So, right. I mean, might as well do it for yourself because right. it's shocking how much less work you have to do to make money for yourself. Comparative. Because, yeah. I mean, it, and so I'm... I, I'm in now. I can't. I don't know how to do anything else. I graduated from college in 08 with a useless degree. So (laughs) this is it, baby. Did you did you go to Butler too? I did. Yeah. Yeah. What was your degree? Uh, So I officially have a BA in English, but I have a focus on creative writing. So I write plays. Uh, (laughs) Right. Super lucrative. I feel like I feel like this is like an 80 percent of the people that we know went to Butler. Yeah. And they're now doing other things because it's it's. You, Leal. Yeah, Leal has a political science major. Yeah. Ruby, Ruby, got a Ruby went to Butler, Butler yeah. yeah. And then the Doyles, both yeah, Butler. Yeah, Joe and Mallory, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them are doing None anything. None of us are doing... <laughs> Steve passed the bar. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Steve He's a lawyer bar. and not, has never practiced a day of law. Not so doing like, any law at all. Butler University, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to spend $150,000 and well, end up working in the service like, industry? Come to Butler. I think, that, I think I was welcoming to Minneapolis, like, hey, welcome to Minneapolis. By the way, Butler is a really expensive school. And then I kept meeting people that went to Butler and then did nothing. Did nothing yeah, with that degree. I, I will say, like, it, it is a super expensive school, but I wouldn't trade it for the world, even though I'm not using my degree. Like, best friends from there obviously met my husband and we didn't yeah. we didn't date in college but like the experience of it was awesome um i just yeah. wish it was a little less expensive right, experience. Right. like i could have gone to fucking cedar point like 50 times and met friends yeah. and had fun too but right. instead i have this piece of paper that's like you know how to spell annapolis <laughs> like, <laughs> well that's that's my thing with butler all the time and like I mean, honestly, like that at this point now it has history for me. I've been here for ten years. Like, I, I think bartending wise, you get the effects of Butler, whether you like it or not. But would you doing it all over again? Like, is that is that enough? Like, Butler's so ridiculous. Like, it's just one of those things where like 
Indianapolis when I came here, uh, you just hear about Butler so much. Is that, uh, do you think that it was, you're saying if you had to pay for it out of pocket, still worth it? So I was lucky. I didn't pay like full tuition. I, yeah, yeah. I was a scholarship and grant kid. Um, my family wasn't super wealthy and I worked yeah. really, I was yeah. like, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of a fucking dork. <laughs> and so like, I worked really hard in high school and uh, got a bunch of, I was lucky to get scholarships and grants. So it, I ended up paying basically what it would have cost me to go to IU. Oh, nice. Um, nice. So for me, if I could do the same scenario, yes, I would do it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But the tuition's even more expensive now than when I went. Yeah. When I my freshman year at Butler, including room and board, a year was forty six thousand. <gasps> yeah. And now I think they're up into the sixties. Dollars. What's yeah. yeah? What sucks is it's, it's yeah. technically like it's a state school, but sort of private. It's it's a private college. Yeah. 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 yeah that sucks. So yeah. So. Because and people from Indianapolis should be able to go there for a yeah. severe discount. Because yeah, I don't know the experience of living in Indianapolis of, of a college in Indianapolis has value. Like yeah, it and not, like nothing wrong with commuter schools, but like yeah, the on campus experience is much different than yeah. like if you go to a commuter college. You just yeah, it's like being a, like having a roommate and learning how to like yes. you know. I mean, not that you don't have roommates when you're in a computer, no, no, no. Like, I think I think the college experience is important, and that's the thing. Like that sucks about Butler versus IUPUI. Like. Match the tuition and and for just for people who live here, because you should have that dorm experience. I think it has a huge value if you can do that, and then then have those degrees. I got that that, but I I mean we're both not paying attention because we're looking at these dudes, <laughs> looking at whatever they're looking at. They're, they're they're signals. Zach was telling me to steal third. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to Heather about how much I like Butler, but then you guys were doing things with algorithm algorithms, and I don't know. <laughs> What I was Le- Leo would know. <laughs> Leo would know. Leo would know what you were doing. I have no idea. Uh, I'll tell you what. I I, w- I went into uh, Bodie. Yeah. I went in there for uh, the soft open. Oh, right on. Oh wow. And I wasn't over there yet. For that, it but. was. Uh, it was so welcoming. It was like so. We did a, a. We were doing a bit on the after brunch where we were just trying to plug local places that we went to, and I've been wanting to talk about it for a few weeks, and I keep forgetting. But it, it was. It was super welcoming. Also. I knew everyone in there. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. that worked there, everybody that came about. in to support there. Yeah. And um, it looks, you know, obviously I was, uh, you know, a person that went into black market. So I love what they've done with the space. It, it looks still great. Feel, it still feels like black market, but like, like it got revitalized. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, it's yeah. still the same walls and like yeah. the same touches, like the wood floor and like all that. But she kind of added a few like sparkles to it, I guess. But yeah, it was great and like uh, the patio and everything and the still got that fire pit out there That's and awesome. the wisteria. That patio growing. is amazing. Yeah, that it's patio beautiful. Is awesome. I, I've long said even before I worked at Black Market that it's the best patio in the city. It really is. The patio is amazing. Um, oh, just keep spilling drinks Every time, the whole time. <laughs> what is there? I could have done. We could have just talked about it. Just talk past it, but we we addressed. No, no, it. we, we need to stop it. and looked, stare. We looked right at it. And shame. Also, I got a free dessert, so I was pretty excited about that. Oh, which dessert did you get? Uh, I don't know. There's probably something out. I, I can't pronounce anything on the video. Wow. Like, wow. No, literally. That's all, some advertising. All, right all of, the, all of the, the bold names <laughs> of the menu items are in English, and the Thai names are smaller underneath. So yeah, it's like chicken skewers. Heather, I can't <laughs> read. Lemon grass. Sorry, sorry, sorry if I buried the lead there. I, I'm illiterate. I'm illiterate human being. Well, do you want to pay $100,000 <laughs> uh 
Y'all were cooking up something. Now we're just we just lobbed you the ball. Yeah, we were ready. We we're ready for it. We're ready. We were done. I remember having a whole conversation about what she's doing, which I thought was what we were doing in this podcast. <laughs> you guys were definitely cooking up something. Heather and I have definitely lobbed the ball to you guys, yes. who are hatching something very interesting. Well, okay, so Heather, I feel bad now because yeah. It's definitely not going to live up to the hype that, like, of of me secretly trying to get Zach to bring this up. Oh, the but, whispers. But I did. I, I still d- don't know what I'm supposed to be getting up. <laughs> All right, so I thought my it was, you know, it he's being, like, it's cute. I'm like, I'm what's cute? It's, it's actually my bad. I was actually getting really, inv- uh, I was really invested in everything Heather was saying because she was the guest, and I didn't realize that <laughs> yeah. she was just like a pawn in whatever <laughs> spiel you have going on. That was my fault. That was my fault that she wasn't a segue. <laughs> I was trying to say different like buzzwords and I'm like absolutely I'm like, cooking. Yeah, um, um, trying uh, to be a valuable guest and what we didn't realize, Heather, is that you were just an intro to whatever Dyke found on YouTube that clearly no one else has ever seen. Uh, you go. First of all, it's not on YouTube. I don't know where he got that from. That's crazy. I mean, the screen. The screen No one told Zach it wasn't on YouTube. No, it's just on Google. It's just a just a Google search. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know the difference between Google and YouTube. There's no. But this was something fun in researching for this uh, wonderful meal that we prepared together. I was trying to look uh, at fan. I was trying to find like fancy things throughout the decade. So I was like, "What?" And then somebody suggested um, a, a great way to do that would be to look at what they served at inauguration dinners. Oh, that's cool. So I went down this whole rabbit hole of looking at inauguration menus. And I just wanted to bring one up that I thought you guys would enjoy. Yes. If you look, bring up the this. 2004 oh. George Bush inauguration oh, dinner God. menu. Is, oh, my, good, oh my this goodness. This is George Bush Sr. No, no 2004. No. Oh, four, honey. <laughs> this is, uh, 2004 you, is when the right. prohibition happened. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was right after Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey, that was, that President was, Wallbanger. I remember that. That was two served. weeks before President Wallbanger was in office. Right. He George served Sr. Yeah. Wallbanger, George Jr. That's right. It right. wasn't Obama. 2005. No Prohibition. See, was George it 2005? Oh, when he puked to the table. Oh, yeah, that's when he puked to the table, right? No? His dad did do that. Like, threw up into his napkin or what? No, and that wasn't when he was trying to. No, he puked on a... So George Bush Senior yeah. puked at a dinner on like a Japanese delegate or something. Oh, I thought you meant China. I thought you meant China. I think it was Japanese. He meant his son's inauguration. He's just like, Bleh. <laughs> no, no, no. He was at a dinner and he passed out. He he puked oh. and then passed out of that. Uh, yeah. Can you click on the actual paper? Will that, will that get bigger? There? <laughs> Who is this interesting woman? Uh, she looks she like a good time. <laughs> She's the author. <laughs> the uh, the author. Yeah, are you supposed to click on a very official document in the middle? That, well, that won't get any bigger? It's not getting any bigger. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh what'd oh, you do oh. there? You did something. You oh, looks like the, that looks like the menu at a Great America restaurant. Cedar <laughs> playing Pacific Seafood? So. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go back up to the top. So one of my favorite things about Don't, don't Read Anything Out Loud Yet oh, is that every single thing on here is sponsored by someone that oh is a campaign God. contributor. And this menu is out of control. They gave this. This is what the White House served. So the first dish, <laughs> Heather, please read this out loud for the for the audience. For your first course, we will be having Cedar Plank Pacific Seafoods, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, sockeye salmon, and Dole pineapple sauce. <laughs> Inspired by Bush campaign pioneers Frank Dolchich, CEO Pacific Seafoods, and David H. Murdoch, chair and CEO Dole Food Company. 
the fucking sponsorship line is longer than the wow. menu description. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it great. This is a good find. Why do you know this? Why did you find it? Second course. Oh my god, they have wine pairings too. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think we can skip back to the wine pairings. Bar of Mendocino yeah, 2000 yeah. Gipino Blanc, chosen by Bill Paul, pioneer and owner Baron Paul Winery. <laughs> Uh, second course, Pilgrim's Pride whole, these are in quotes too, whole butter basted turkey. Is it like not really a whole butter basted turkey? <laughs> Why are there quotes? Brian in quote, Coca-Cola in quote. <laughs> and stuff with sweet and savory Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I wish I was making this up. Quote, old fashioned cake donut stuffing inspired by pioneer Lonnie Pilgrim, chair Pilgrim's Pride Corp. Ranger Barclay, T. Rustler, Vice President, Government Relations, Coca-Cola, and Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, now that was a mouthful. But do you have any idea of what this dish actually is? It's it's turkey brined in Coca-Cola stuffed with donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It, I love that at the bottom it says Vice President, Government Relations, Coca-Cola, Dunkin' Donuts. Like, no duh, douche. Like, right. we, we fucking know. We didn't think you were the turkey guy. <laughs> we had to I mean, fucking know. That's the only thing I've ever heard that puts the like you know getting all the the sliders and and stuff in your turkey with them i have never in my like, entire life considered donuts stuffed in turkey yeah donuts oh sliders goodness. make sense and then brine it in, in coca-cola sliders make sense can we like, have this turkey <laughs> this is oh, oh, we just remake this entire meal why can't you do that like why can't we have a brunch Look, inspired by this old this time opportunity for inauguration show this, this menu i am 100 percent sure is why we went to the rack war <laughs> i feel like, <laughs> like look the third course is my favorite oh yes yeah third course a trio of safeway greens that's it <laughs> what is that like that's it. Even names I'm just i love i love how many people that were called pioneers like <laughs> pioneer pioneer ceo like those are never they never go no. together oh my god yeah selected by stephen a bird pioneer and president chair <laughs> oh he's a pioneer is and it? president chair and ceo is that like pioneers. being a founder today i think I I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, I'm a pioneer. But he literally has four titles for one company. I also like how fancy they make the fact that they had Budweiser at this party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And has a world select Pilsner beer. <laughs> August Bush III. <laughs> pioneer chair and president Anheuser-Busch Coes Incorporated. So you had turkey beer. donuts and <laughs> Bud- Budweiser. I still want to know what the fuck a Safeway green is. <laughs> no one knows. I think it's just mixed greens from Safeway. <laughs> like, like they're like picking dandelion leaves out of the sidewalk. That's so the peas we had in our, in our <laughs> old hat let's, let's, pie. Let's not forget the dessert because they're also, obviously... who the fuck is serving a salad for the third course? Krispy Kreme is, Krispy Kreme is all over Look. this menu. Like, Look. it's dessert. It's a beer. It's a... De- oh, my After God. After you eat a donut turkey, you're going to need some greens in your life. I guess, yeah. I guess that's the intermezzo. Like, instead like, of sorbet, they're like, well, oh, salad will work. I like the, the entree is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts and the dessert was sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Do you think Kreme, there was like, beef there? Like, they're like, <laughs> like fuck you. Like they were both like. There's no beef uh, on this menu. It's all this turkey uh, donuts. They were both it's trying to get the turkey. Like, no, you get dessert, Krispy Kreme. Like they <laughs> bought out. That had to be terrible, though. Like, I, I got to imagine that you. That's there's got to be a, a secret is, menu that you could. What's funny get. is that, like this is this looks like the inaugural dinner of like the bad guys in a nerds movie. Like that's what they eat. Like, <laughs> like, like the frat would have like Dunkin' Donuts turkey, Dunkin' Donuts. Whatever, but crispy team from dessert. Yes. Because we represent everybody. Right. Well, yeah, the final course is Krispy Kreme snowballs with Nestle, yeah. Nesquik hot fudge sauce, 
Asher's chocolate covered mini pretzels. Okay, those those are actually fire. I would eat that. I like that they they also. But pet- it says inspired by Krispy Kreme donuts. They also <laughs> define. What, what was that inspiration? <laughs> like it's just a fucking donut. Like, yeah. So they you gave def- us a donut rolled in pretzels. Thanks they also, a lot. They, they also you. define the pioneers. Pioneers are fundraisers who brought in at oh, least $100,000 for the Bush Cheney 2004 campaign. Rangers brought in at least 200000 So when it says stuff like, I don't see Rangers. I do, because I'm disappointed. Yeah, when Rangers I saw, when I saw, when I saw Ranger, Ranger Bucky oh. wrestler, I was like, I thought he was an archer. So Dunkin' uh. Donuts and Coca-Cola were a Ranger. Yeah. Whereas this is wild. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. The, it was gross. it was such a fine where I was like, this isn't real. Like it's somebody gross. like is somebody it's punking disgusting. me. I mean Were all the other years like that? I mean dude, Dyke, or was Amer- that the Amer- only America dude. runs on Duncan, so don't <laughs> Yeah, that's actually Dude, true. Trump's wasn't nearly as funny. As I I was like, Man, yeah, dude, Trump's I, gonna he's gonna be eating uh, what he yeah. fed like yeah. national champions. Like it was like reg- it was all yeah, regular thought, food. Yeah, I thought they just catered out McDonald's. They did. No, I mean, I really thought that's His, what they did. Everything, the, everything Trump did though looked like the like the scene from Little Monsters with like every flavor you've ever flaved. Like it's just like everything is double cheeseburgers and big McDonald's fries. I do feel to some extent like there's there's things that like because you look back on that, that's a really gaudy menu, and and uh, the one we just looked yeah, at. yeah, the one yeah. we just looked at, and yeah. that does look like you said like like it wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me if that was what Trump's menu looked like because right. it's all gilded and you know sponsored, sponsored. and yeah and yeah. not but even but not nicely sponsored perfect just like, for 2004 that's literally they hit our freedoms <laughs> like yeah but, but yeah no it, it makes me realize that like maybe we just opened our eyes and saw that that shit was like not <laughs> you know because like you look back and it's like oh that's what everything used to be like yeah, yeah like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. A, he's just a, a remnant a relic of, yeah i mean that's true know. based off of the food that we just made that, like you made it really well, but it's like all of these kind of very heavy, like, mm-hmm. yeah, s- yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that stands to reason. Yeah, sponsored food. Yeah. Um, go ahead and drop a beat there, Zach. Oh, really? That went fast. Yeah. Not we talked about Butler for like thirty minutes. Not surprised. <laughs> oh, Heather Storms. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Keep up with everything that you're doing. You can follow me on my personal Instagram account at hstorms. Uh, go ahead and give Bodie a follow as well. They are at bodie-indie on Instagram as well and all other social media. Uh, and come check us out. We're open uh, six days a week right now, 5 to 10 and 5 to 11 on weekends. Um, the kitchen closes one hour before. Please don't forget that because that's been a real issue for us. Oh, nice. I'm here and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean that walks off? <laughs> it's off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak Thai. <laughs> uh, I'm doing the snap. Falcon Winter Soldier, Soldier is it's done. It's done. Yep. It's done. Last episode, we did that. Uh, it's actually already out. We typically do it right before this podcast. You have to like, wait. But if you're listening to this podcast, that other podcast is out. Are you guys doing Loki? Yeah, we're actually doing... There's a break. There's like a four yeah, week break pushed, before. Right? Yeah, yeah, before Loki, we're just gonna do bad Marvel movies. So I know nice. that and one of them is the Roger Corman uh, Fantastic Four. But then my vote is definitely the Angry uh, Hulk. No, that's actually a good movie. I like that Hulk <laughs> better. But we're doing Howard the Duck, and then we're also doing uh, the uh, the Punisher. Not the Dolph Lundgren. Not the um, what's his name? The more recent one with the dude from Rome. Tom. Yeah. No, Tom. No, 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 not that one. The one after. Uh, the dude from The Wire plays mm-hmm. Jigsaw. Yeah, I can't think of his name. It's amazing. It's a terrible movie as well, but that's what we're doing. Okay. So yeah, go. So. Mm, uh, yeah, just at Batch in 02. That's that's all I got. 
guys, uh, you're gonna wanna you're gonna stick around for this Patreon because uh, Zach, they not only can get a, an extra episode a week, but they can get access to our entire library, the entire oh, library, the entire episodes. library of old them. episodes. There yeah. are over 21 episodes. What do we? There. You can if you go on Spotify, you can't find all the episodes. You can't find any of the the ones from Patreon. Oh, but if I want to find my first episode, I can find that on Spotify. Yeah. Is okay, it, we yeah. should take that away from no, you. No, 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 no. Yours, no. <laughs> the, no, but I mean, He's like, like, it's a collector's item. <laughs> the one, the one with you as a guest? No, no, no. The one where <laughs> yeah. I first hosted. No. Oh, yeah, that one. Well, let's I, take I'll, it away. I just went Maybe back. to pay for that. <laughs> it's cool. I, I, just went, I just went back and listened to the first episode that we all three did together. Yeah. And except for the terrible sound quality, it all holds up. I like that. I think whatever you we're going to do, like those old episodes, they're probably good, except yeah. that like it's like this, except that in the background, someone's going, ha, <laughs> the entire time. There's some way it dies out, but it's, just, it's, it's jarring at the beginning. There's uh, a lot of my dog screaming and yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. being in a big empty room. Well, I mean, the first one, the first ten were like just recorded off of like your phone. Yeah, and so uh-huh. the, and the dog on the ground, the dog was like looking at the. Speaking phone. of the dog, he just ripped one. Away. We got to wrap I, this I up. It is, it is, is, but I, I was hoping it was. It is funny is pungent in here. Every time it's like we blame on the dog, it's always Zach. Patreon dot com slash harder brunch. Please go. It's only three dollars. Yeah. Uh, man, this dog fart is killing me. <laughs> Heather Storms, thank you so much. Oh my thank god, you guys for having me. I had a blast. I'm, before so we leave, fun. I just want to say I'm so glad. You were here. This thank is, you. This no, seriously, thank so, you for having so me. Good. I, so I was fun. so excited about this podcast. Anytime, anytime. It was awesome. We'll see you next time. Okay, I, bye. I'm gonna have to put my dog down. We'll see. You. <laughs> <laughs>